the Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're broadcasting live from the Infinity Festival here in Hollywood, California, where our mantra is, story advanced by technology. My name is AJ Duger, and I am um, one of the co-producers of the Blockchain Mini Summit here at the Infinity Festival. Our goal here at the festival is to bring together the innovators from Silicon Valley together with the creatives and the storytellers of Hollywood by taking over one city block in the heart of Hollywood. Okay, so my guest today is Adam Lesh. He's with Breaker. He's the Vice President of Technology over at Breaker. I'll let him explain what that is, but essentially the topic today is going to be about blockchain in Hollywood and the impacts of the decentralization onto the traditional entertainment that we are used to. So, Adam, how are you doing this morning? All right. Excellent. Glad to be here. Perfect. Welcome. So let's start off with uh, you know the blockchain technology itself. A lot of people have heard the term. They they think it's synonymous with cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, right? right? And so let's start off by saying you know in your words. I know there are different definitions of it. How would you define blockchain, and how did you get introduced to that technology yourself? Sure. So blockchain is. Actually, a fairly simple concept that's been made a lot more complicated. And yes, it's not the same as cryptocurrency. It's just the underlying technology that makes cryptocurrency work. So imagine a spreadsheet. I think most people have experienced a spreadsheet. And the rows on a spreadsheet are entries, transactions that have happened throughout the course of time. And now imagine that same spreadsheet that's been duplicated thousands of times on computers all over the world. Now imagine trying to make a change to that. You would have to change it in all those locations in order for that change to, to hit. Otherwise, it would be rejected because it wouldn't match up with the other spreadsheets that are you know, elsewhere on, on, in the computers. Right. So that's kind of like blockchain. Basically, the idea is that it records transactions. It makes them immutable, meaning they can't be changed because they can't, no one can go in and make an adjustment because it's, it's duplicated so many times. And it pr- preserves that backtracking of all those transactions throughout time. So there's no way to, again, adjust it. Any, it's transparent in the public space, so anybody can access it and, and read off the information that's on it. Now, of course, that information is hashed, encrypted, not available to a person can't just read it and look at a transaction. They would see basically garbage, but anybody, anybody could pull a transaction off, and anybody who has the proper keys can actually decrypt that information. Absolutely. So you'd have to be a participant in whatever the application is that's writing that data to the blockchain in order for you to actually understand that data. I see. Now that's great. Because, uh, and, and good thing that you pointed out the security uh, feature of it, because, you know, if you say that something's 
accessible by anybody and full transparency, then automatically we start to think, oh, wait right. a second. Is it right? not secure, right? Right, it's not N secure. No, it's extremely secure because it uses the same technology, public-private key encryption, as military, for example, uses. So when something is encrypted onto the blockchain, it's used a public key, and only someone with the private key that it was encrypted with right. can actually read, read that information off of it. Perfect. Right. So since we're in Hollywood and this festival is all about Hollywood bringing, you know, and how's blockchain impacting or bettering the way content is created, financed, and distributed. I know that your company, Breaker, is in the thick of it. So, I'd, you know, tell our audience uh, what Breaker does, and, and specifically, you know, on the from the entertainment side of it, you know, what advantages does decentralization or blockchain bring to the table sure. that, let's say, the traditional technologies before blockchain couldn't have done. Sure, so Breaker is a rights and revenue management play into the blockchain space. We started by creating a D2C app. It's actually out there on the, on the web right now, Breaker.io. It as we have a mobile apps as well. Independent content owners, or anybody, frankly, can upload their content onto the system, and they can do what's called tokenizing it. So that is essentially assigning blockchain addresses to a piece of content. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's a, a transaction on our platform, all revenue from that transaction is pushed into those tokens at the, however it's designed. It could be split up, it could be have three tokens with 40, 30, 30 split in terms of percentages. And those, anybody who holds those tokens in their wallets, and again, we're getting into some crypto language here, right. but um, you know, hopefully people understand that. I'll, I'll circle back to that in a second. They get their appropriate um, split of the, con of the revenue that comes from that content transaction. So now, you know, now it takes, so um, a wallet is a, is a, a crypto wallet is a place where you hold basically either cryptocurrency or tokens that have some kind of intrinsic um, function. In our case, it's revenue distribution. So if you had 100 tokens, right. And we assign 50% of the revenue to those to those tokens, and you held 50, and Jonas held 50. Then you would each get 25% of that revenue transaction. If you wanted to then sell your tokens, that's all you need to do. You can just sell them to somebody else. Now they're receiving 25% of that revenue. So blockchain enables a management of your rights and your and your revenues in a really effective, efficient way. Doesn't require contracts. Doesn't require accountants. And, and also, since you're a participant in that revenue generation, then you also have access to the data on the blockchain. So no more accountants. You don't have to sue a studio or a production company to say, how much money did you actually make? Did I earn my 10% participation? Have you given me all the money I'm due? And so it, that's where the idea of disintermediation comes in. We are disintermediating some of the processes that make that create pain points in, in, the, in the supply chain of, of content. In terms of decentralization, right. so I, I, it's a slightly tangential um, example, but I like it, and that people are probably familiar with Ultraviolet. Yes. So Ultraviolet was a, supposed to be a perpetual license that you right. bought, and you would have access to your content that you've purchased over time, forever. You would be able to watch it on different platforms, you'd be able to download it, whatever that content was allowed to do, but it would last forever. Right. Ultraviolet shut down about three or four months ago, gone forever. Now, some people were able to transfer their rights over to some other single platforms, but no longer was it a global multi-platform process. And some content, gone, some people have access to their content was gone forever. In a decentralized world, that wouldn't happen. 
all those rights would be loaded on the blockchain. Now, to be fair, in, in full transparency as we like to do in the crypto world, if you don't have anybody giving you access to those videos, for example, then you don't have access to them. But the right you would be able to, to hold on to forever, and the minute it became available again, you would then once again have the right to that. So, I see. so the difference between a centralized world, decentralized world, something happens in a centralized world, it can just go away. In a decentralized world, it's there forever. So there's a real power in terms of rights management, revenue management, it doesn't require a trusted central source sure. of truth or, or holding that, that information forever, and it allows a content owner, in, in our case, to make sure that they have perpetual access to revenue, and maybe even as a as a consumer, maybe even to that actual content. Okay, so let me let me take that uh, to the next step, right? If I play a devil's advocate for a second, sure. right? So you in the centralized world, where you have a single trusted source, right? Yes, there are certain disadvantages to that, but there are some plus points as well, right? For example, if if something goes wrong with uh, you know data is compromised. You can have that single trusted source go in and either sh you know manipulate or stop or shut off the entire server, preventing anybody else from from doing anything. How does that you know like the fact that in a decentralized world there's no single trusted source and there are many trusted sources, if you will? How does that work? Um, just briefly in terms of you know taking care of that disadvantage that at least seems like a disadvantage. Well, I would push back and say that a centralized. The, what you're describing as someone being able to turn something off right. is, a, is a pretty big disadvantage, right? Because yeah. it means that there's some entity who can stop what the, the application is doing. Control kind it. Of like yeah. the Kind of like the ultraviolet situation, right? right? They ran out of whatever reason they decided to shut it down, and now people who are participating in that, yeah. or many people who are participating in that, have lost value. I think that in the, in the decentralized world, what ends up happening is that there's a community that sort of tends to build up around these things. Right. And so now it's kind of self-policed in a way. Mm -hmm. there's, it doesn't always happen that way, but it often does. There, there's these things called DAOs, right? Yeah. Um, decentralized autonomous organizations that are, that are beginning to get more popular again. Exactly. And the idea is that as a community managing this rights or right. managing your revenue or managing your application, you have a much more powerful situation than when there's a, a single entity that could, again, turn it on, turn it off, change it, yep. um, uh, you know, change the rules. All those things can happen with a centralized or... Um, in a um, decentralized. Oh, in a centralized way. In a centralized, in a centralized way, but in a decentralized way, it requires, a, you know, it requires the cooperation of everybody who's participating Got in order it. to make those kind of changes. Perfect. So no one bad actor can, can you know, make a catastrophic change it, it you know again in the sense of, of transparency it can happen sure. but it, it's extremely hard Very for it hard. to happen absolutely because yeah. basically what ended up happening is someone would have to somehow have the most a huge amount of influence over 50 percent of the influence over that over that application in order to make a change that everybody else didn't want which is extremely extremely unlikely, unlikely. yeah okay that's awesome. So in the last minute or so that we have remaining, uh, I'll just ask you just a general question about, you know, entertainment. So the way people consume entertainment has changed drastically over the decade, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, people still go to the movie theaters, but then there's so many other avenues for it. So uh, do you think that blockchain, and especially what Breaker's doing, right, is there a difference in the way the content is created, the category of the content, and how people access it? Well, 
with Breaker, what we're really what we're really focused on is sort of the more the back end side of it, right? So right. that revenue management, that rights management. So the answer is that you know. I'm sure you're familiar with the term Oracle. Yes. And so Oracles are that connection between the legacy world or the web yeah. 2.0 world and the web 3.0 world, which is where you know, people see blockchain going. Sure. So we, we see that those are really important in terms of the legacy way of people consuming content. So theatrical distribution, broadcast, all those things are still going to live on for sure. a long, long time, maybe forever. Sure. And so in order to make sure that all the revenue can be pushed Again, through that tokenization process, right. we need things like oracles and other ways to touch the, the legacy world uh, to ensure that people are gathering all the proper information, having it all written to the blockchain and creating that transparent ledger that a content owner can, can use to um, you know, make sure that they're getting what they deserve. Excellent. So in, in just to sum it up, I think there still needs to be a confluence of the traditional technologies along with the... Yeah, upcoming decentralization. I believe so. Yeah. I think I think those things are you know, long tail to that stuff, right? Maybe it'll go away, but we're not talking about 5, 10, not 15, in the near 20 future. years. Yeah. We need those connections, but the blockchain can make those, uh, for the content owner, yeah. can make it a lot better and a lot more transparent and a lot more, you know, and generate more revenue for them, directly to them. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Adam. I appreciate uh, your coming to our podcast today. Thank you, AJ. Again, this is AJ Duger signing off from the Infinity Film Infinity Festival of Hollywood. Thank you.